when it comes to public speaking, it's, it's the highest paid profession in the world. Welcome back to The Perfect Fit Presents. Today I have Mr. Dan Eckelman, recognized real estate authority and sought after speaker and transformational coach. Dan is a little bit old school in some fashions, but I will tell you that what he knows about sales and helping people close themselves is amazing. And pay attention to the after party tips. Get your public speaking on. Today I'm welcoming Mr. Dan Eckelman, speaker, mentor, motivator, and coach, lifelong practitioner. Thanks of for coming. Sales. We'll see you next time. Definitely had gone pro many times, many years ago. And is more relevant today than ever. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Ed. Thanks, thanks a lot for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, love sharing information and content and education, of course, uh, to help people. I'd like to start with a, a personal question, Dan. Yes. What was what's uh, what business life events are you most proud of in your career? You know, I'd say what I'm most proud of uh, many many different levels, but uh, to start kind of at the top and going backwards, you know, as a professional speaker now for over 25 years, I've reached the biggest stages in the world, you know, on stage with Tony Blair and Robert Kiyosaki and Jordan Belfort, Wolf of Wall Street, Mark Victor Hansen, the Chicken Soup Books, speaking to 10, 20,000 people all over the world. Uh, so it's, it's nice to reach those stages when you're speaking to that many people to really share the information that you have based upon your work and life experiences to help people. So. Uh, it's a great accomplishment when you're up there and you've got your bodyguards and your drivers and your promoters and everybody all around you and, and pumping you up and promoting you. Uh, so you don't have to do any of that work anymore. So it's nice to have a team, that's for sure. Where did your sales career start, Dan? Well, you know, you know I, I don't really know if it is something that has started within us when it comes to sales. Some people say they have it. Some people say they don't. I think sales is easily something that can be taught. Um, you know, but I've always been a people person, very gregarious. Uh, just a big personality. Uh, uh, if you look at the different quadrants of personality temperaments, I'm surely a driver. Uh, so I think that helps quite a bit uh, in creating my success. But I think early on in, in sales, you don't really know what you're getting into with your work until you really get into it. However, everything is sales. Every type of work that you get into is sales. I don't care if it's, if it's a service or if it's a product that you're selling. Basically, you're selling yourself. If you can do that, then you can sell anything. And that's kind of think where sales starts. It starts with yourself. You have to sell yourself. And I always say you got to love yourself before anybody else can love you. So it all starts with, it stems from knowing who you are. And, you know, the first time that I was asked to, to really sell, at least from the stage, uh, a group asked me if I would get up and talk about privately held notes. And I said, well, I'm not really a speaker, but yeah, I know enough about myself and enough about what I do for a living. I can truly talk about it. So getting up and talking about it and then selling that information to them because commodity is the greatest information in the world. If you have it, people are going to buy it. And they will know whether or not they like you, will buy from you, take your advice within the first two minutes of speaking to them, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or whether it's to a, a big group or big audience that you're speaking to. So I think my, my first hand in sales is, probably on the greatest level, on the biggest level, the highest level I've been involved with is on stage in front of a group of people. And then as soon as you are finished with that, with that uh, presentation and you give them a call to action and they go do it and they run to the back and sign up, uh, that's when you know you got it and you got them too. So uh, I use a lot of hooks. I, I use a lot of neuro-linguistic programming when I sell. I use a lot of Pavlov's cognitive theory behavior when I sell. 
So you really have to learn how to do it. It's not something necessarily innate. Anybody can learn how to sell if you have the right coach. Everybody needs a coach. I believe that. There's so much more that I don't know than I do know. And uh, what I do know is I have limited amount of time to figure it out. So, you know, it, it pays to pay for shortcuts. So sure. I'm definitely tracking with you. So uh, during COVID, I actually was figuring out how sales works and how, how to get synchronized with potential clients in my real estate business. Uh, so I took the time to write it down. I wrote a book called The Perfect Fit, and it's about synchronized selling. And it's and the the coach uh, coach Bert actually put me onto this, and that is we don't need more money, we need more people. So if I've got more people, then I need a way to keep track of more people. So then that it leads you down the you know the million dollar follow up hole. Mm-hmm. So I actually created Expect My Call, the mobile app on on iPhone iOS currently at this point, to do prospecting and put contacts in that I can create intentional journeys for them. And yes. it's a multi-threaded follow-up system. I get to I get to track all my commitments for all of my different lives, whether it's nonprofit uh, uh, board memberships or or business activities, business development activities that I dabble in with uh, with great interest as a business mm-hmm. analyst is one of my my things. Uh, basically, just creates a list of a scrolling list, perpetual list of things I should be doing, people I should be talking to, just to keep them moving on the journey to the next step. Right? Everybody has has reasons to do something, buying or selling. And there's an infinite list of rationalizations why they're not doing it now. So, agreed. I love it. Uh, one thing that really piqued my interest as you were speaking is, or got me to, to, to ponder is, can you speak to selling from the stage versus, uh, well, versus other ty- types of uh, contacting methods that you might have? What's 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 the real secret sauce behind selling from a stage? I mean, people get up and talk all the time, but I'd love to yeah. hear your thoughts. You know, when it comes to public when it comes to public speaking, it's it's the highest paid profession in the world. When you can get up and speak for sixty minutes or ninety minutes and make the kind of money that the professional speakers make to share that message again, like I said, it's information, which is the greatest commodity in the world, as I said. Um, and if if you have it, people will buy it. But selling from a stage is is not really much different than one-on-one sales. The only difference is a little bit of difference between you and the audience or the person, and they might be sitting and you're up on stage, and that's really the only difference. Uh, more people are, are more afraid to get up and speak than they are to die. And, you know, I've got a training class that teaches speakers all over the world, as well as companies and corporations all over the world, to teach them how to speak and give a presentation. And I think regardless of whether it's one-on-one or if it's to a group, whatever size that is, the number one rule when it comes to speaking to an individual or a group is know your audience. You've got to know who you're talking to. You know, when I, when I give speeches worldwide, uh, you know, I can give a, a speech up in New York and New, York, in New Jersey. I can talk as fast as I want to because I'm going to talk faster, which just adds energy to the presentation. When I go down to Alabama, Tennessee, um, Louisiana, it takes them – you know, 90 minutes to watch the show, 60 minutes, so I've got to slow it down a little bit. When I speak to elderly people, when I speak to younger children, 
I slow it down. When I speak to people that where English isn't their first language, I have to slow it down. So you really, really have to know your audience. And again, I'm going to go back to the intro because there are three parts to a speech, kind of like a book or a movie. You've got the intro, body, and close. And the most important part, I always ask people as I'm, as I'm, as I'm teaching them what they think the most important part is. A lot of people say the close, the close. It's not. It's the introduction. Um, again, people are going to know whether or not they like you, will buy from you, or take your advice within the first two minutes. You have to create what I consider to be a team. So you have to get common interests with your audience to get them on your team. It's no different when, when we were when we were kids and we sit there, you have a captain of a team over here and a captain of a team over here. All the friends are over here. You're, you're, however many friends you've got over here on each side. And each of us would take turns in picking who we want on our baseball team. I'll pick Jimmy. I'll pick Sally. I'll pick Jeff. I'll pick Susie. I'll pick you know, David, whatever, and you develop your team that way. It's really the same way when you're speaking. It's the same way even in personal sales. You have to create a common interest with your audience or with your client or your customer. And I don't care what that common interest is. If I say, you know, my name is Dan Eckelman. I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Well, then anybody from Columbus, Ohio, they're on my team. Anybody from Ohio is on my team. If I say I've traveled the world and I name different cities I've been to, whether it's Hong Kong, whether it's been Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, whether it's been Singapore, anybody who's been to those areas of the world, now they're on my team because I'm creating a common interest with them. When I tell them I've got two young boys, one just graduated from college and one has one more year in college, anyone that has kids, anyone that has boys, anyone that has kids in college, now they're on my team. So it's just giving information to your audience to pull them from the audience one-on-one -on -one or as a group on your team. Once they're on your team, then you got them. Then you can kind of get into your presentation. That's amazing and uh, amazingly powerful stuff. I mean, I witness it. I witness it all the time, but I've never taken the time to dive in deeply as to what's going on with that. The stories the, and the stories are powerful, right? You guys, you're always telling a story. So I'm a real estate nerd. You've spent a little bit of time off into the real estate space with regard yes. to uh, tax liens and stuff like that, creative uh, creative uh, acquisitions maybe perhaps also. What was the first industry that you were in where you started speaking? Was it that one or was it some other one? No, the first industry, well, first of all, I started with another local attorney here in Columbus, Ohio. I started a factoring company. And I graduated with a degree in law, uh, criminal law from the Ohio State University. But, you know, every speech I give, I ask the whole audience, I say, how many people went to college? Most everyone raises their hand. Then I say, how many people are currently working in your major field of study? It's about three or four out of 100 every single time. Then I say, what don't they teach us in school? And someone says, how to make money. What do we have it? What do we don't have it? How to manage it, budget it, voucher your checkbook, do your taxes, shelter taxes, start a business, invest in anything they don't teach us any of that. Yet when we graduate, on whatever level we graduate from, what do we have to be the best at? Making money. And it's a conditioned response that I give to my audience. I get the it's same answers every single time. It's and certainly an so, urgent so, theme in every household. Right. So I How didn't get into law. You know, heading, heading down that path, 120000 in debt and student loans, working for some law firm to put a cap on my salary was not my path. So I got into real estate. I thought I could work when I want, do what I want, make what I want, when I want, how I want. But I realized quickly early on that it wasn't the brokers making the money. It was the investors making the money. And at the time, I didn't know how to invest in real estate with no money down as I know how to today. So 
I branched off and actually started bartending on the side, just put a little money in my pocket and pay some bills. But I woke up one day and I realized two things need to happen in my life to create success. The first thing was don't ever give up, don't ever look back. Find one thing, one thing only, and move forward with it and just keep moving forward. The other thing, the second thing I needed was I needed some help. Is it okay to get help? Sure it is. Absolutely. It's okay to listen to a Steve Jobs or a or a Robert Kiyosaki or a Tony Robbins or whoever your mentor is out there. It's okay to listen to people that have proven success in Elon Musk. They've proven success. They've gone down a path step by step by step to get where they got. I always say one of my one of my quotes is don't ever make a goal. Goals are made to be broken. Make a plan. Plans are made to be achieved. Make a plan and follow in their footsteps on the same plan, on the same path that they've created. They've already proven it. Just do what they've done, and you'll create a level of success on your own. So I realized that I needed, to, I needed some help as well. So this uh, another attorney that I know, um, David Prezer here out of Columbus, Ohio, we started a factoring company, factoring of invoices, accounts receivable, financing, buying invoices at a discount. And we bought that up pretty nicely. I'd say probably a couple million a month for a small law firm. We're pretty happy with that. <clears throat> and the way I did that was I went to the Small Business Administration and I said, by the way, I know that there are members of the Small Business Administration here in Ohio, businesses, small businesses. They said, yes. I said, is there a list of them? They said, absolutely. It's called the Blue Book, we call it. They said, here, do you want it? It's free. It's a big, gigantic book of all the small businesses in the state of Ohio that are members of SBA. I said, wow, this is a phone book of leads right here. Mm -hmm. I went back to the law office and I made 100 calls every single day. And I said, do you need money for your business? Do you need money for your business? Do you need money? Well, what do you think the response was? <laughs> it was yes, 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 all over the board. And, and, and so it didn't take me far to get down that path to create that $2 million a month in sales. And I, kept, I, I put my name in every funding source directory that come across my desk. I kept getting calls from brokers all over the country. And... I finally I kept hearing about the Open University out of Orlando. So I called them and said, who are you guys? We're getting all our calls and deals from your brokers. They said, well, we teach brokers how to broker privately held notes, like invoices, structured settlement lawsuits, bioethics, insurance policies, mortgage notes, business notes, lobby, sports contracts. There's about 60 income streams like that where people are getting paid money over time and they want a lot of cash today at a discount. It's called a privately held note. And they said they teach brokers how to find the deals and send them to funding comes like mine. I said, well, thank you for the deals in the brokers. And they said, by the way, we have a training class every weekend in the United States and Canada. Would you like to teach? I said, absolutely. If it gives me more deals, for sure. So they threw me down to Dallas, Texas, the Marriott Anatole 25 some years ago. And, and they said, hey, here's a 167-page script. Memorize it word for word. And, and that's when they put me on the front end because it, it was easy to teach and talk about what I do for a living. They did that for three months. After a few months... Every single weekend, they said, you're a good speaker. We like to speak on the front end. I said, what's that? We'll pick a city like Dallas, Texas, for example. We'll go two weeks prior to training, plastic tea with a 30-minute infomercial all week long to put butts in the seats, as we say. And they said, you'll go there. You'll at the north, south, east, west side of the city. Do one show Sunday, two Monday, two Tuesday, one Wednesday. Speak for 90 minutes at each show. Talk about privately held notes and sign them up in the training class that, that you've been teaching. That's how you're getting the people that you've been teaching a speaker procedure. That's when they gave me the 167-page script and said, memorize it word for word, which is, by the way, the worst way to learn how to speak. But they had to do that from a compliant standpoint. So I read it. I wrote it. I typed it. I recorded it. I spoke it 
every sense that I had in my body to absorb that information. And they said, are you ready? I said, I will never be ready. No actor in the world has ever done this in the history of film. And, and they said, well, just get up and, you know, if you bomb, just go back and, and teach again. So I got up and I started speaking. And this is one thing I learned how powerful our brain is. And it's kind of like, like an iceberg where you only see, you know, a, a tenth of it that sticks out of the water. And if you can just drop that water line by 5%, you double your potential of what you can do to go outside your box and create phenomenal success in, in anything that you do. So I, I, I got up and I started speaking on it and they started cutting me off. People got up and I was done. They went back and they signed up. And after we were done, I said, wow, it looks like I signed up some people. They said, yeah, you did a great job. I said, well, why'd you cut me off? They said, damn, it was supposed to be a nine-minute speech. You were at two hours and 20 minutes. So what that told me was it was in my mind, and I didn't realize it. So the power of our mind, if you just push yourself to an extra little level, it's amazing what we can accomplish. Then the second time you get up and speak, so when we speak for the first time, information we never spoke before. Again, whether it's one-on-one -on -one sales or whether it's, whether it's to a group, you're searching for information out here to put it in your mind. If you put in your mind and treat your mind like a filing cabinet, then you know where you filed it, you know where to retrieve it. So the second time you get up and speak, you know what's going to come out of your mouth because you just said it, and you know where to retrieve it. So, and, and then it just creates a script in your mind that comes out of your mouth over and over and over again. And if I said to you, how you doing, Ed, what's your name, um, where are you from, what do you do, and you tell me, um, your, your name is Ed, you're a podcaster, uh, in real estate background, and you're from Denver, Colorado. That same, those same words were coming out of your mouth every single time. We've done this a thousand million times. Every party we go to, every social gathering, every sales appointment. Hi, how you doing? What's your name? Where are you from? What do you do? Over and over and over and over again. So it, we don't have to think about it. We, anybody in the world can get up in front of a million people and give that speech right there because we don't have to memorize anything. We don't have to learn anything. However, if, if what if I said to you, hey, Ed, by the way, I'm sorry, sir, what's your name? And what do you do for a living? And where are you from? Then, and you told me that information. Then what if I said, what do you enjoy most about your work? And then what if I said, well, what makes you different than any other of your competitors? And then what if I said, what, what's the greatest award that you've received by doing what you're doing? How many people have ever gone to that, those extra three steps and asked you those questions? Not many. And no. that's where sales come in right there. It's creating an interest, not in yourself, but in them, in your audience, in your client. You have to show interest within them, that you're interested in not just what your product or sales are. It's interested in them as a person and individually. That creates a sale. Again, I'm going to say over and over and over and over again. We can create all sorts of – we can have drones. We can have 360 um, video in, in real estate. We can do all these uh, blogs and websites and, and social media sharing, but it's all about relationship building. Always has been, always will be. That will never change, but I feel like what is changing now, I do believe that I am going to help 20% of the people that I come across with their real estate visions, and I'm going to connect with them, and we're going to do business. And there's 80% of the people, it doesn't matter what I say to them, they've already got somebody else, or they're just beyond human aid and will never work with anybody. Today, the importance of building and developing your brand instead of leaning on the logo or the brokerage you happen to be with. 
is, I believe, more important than ever, and it's also it's uh, infinitely more scalable. If I can speak to people from a stage, face-to-face mm-hmm. at an event, whatever like that, that's awesome. But if I can speak to people that are actively searching for information about real estate and I can get a video in front of them to begin the conversation, then I develop a rapport with them without ever talking to them directly. What are you doing yourself these days for uh, for lead generation to develop? I'm guessing your speaker, mentor, and coaching platform. What sort of tools are you using to find your audience? you got to stay up with the ever-changing technology that hits us every single day. Um, you know, with what I do as a, as a professional speaker is I'm starting to get, create TikTok videos. I mean, that's that's the, the new thing, uh, I suppose it is. You know, Facebook is there. Um, um, obviously, Twitter, Instagram, those are there. But, but everybody's flooding to, to that one source right there. Like it or not, not to make it a political thing, but some people like it, some people don't. But I'll tell you what. A lot of people are on TikTok every single day, just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And, you know, I saw another um, speaker friend of mine on there talking about his course about how to write by real estate in terms without using a banker, without having worrying about credit, how to buy in terms. And, and, you know, his course is online now and it's on TikTok. And that's where it, and this goes back to our branding. So when you build a personal brand, you have to build a personal brand that attack, attracts clients while you sleep. So a personal brand, how they talk about you when you're not in the room, right? Not when you're just there, but when you're not in there. So your personal brand generates a compound interest in, on your investments over time. And what the investments are your information that they have, that, that you have to share with them. So those little daily deposits that you're going to give them with your personal brand helps build your brand. And that's just information, 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 information in education. For example, if I said something, if I said I'm going to do a little bit of, a, of, a, of an information or a blog or a webinar on, on land patents, people have never heard of a land patent before. And, you know, it's in the Constitution. And, and where, where, where if you buy a piece of real estate, you've got a ground that it sits on, a piece of land it sits on. Well, those two didn't create themselves together. The house was put on there and built on the land. What marries the two together are those documents that's assigned at the closing table that that thick, right? That nobody ever reads one one word of it. Your title officer says, sign here, sign here, sign here, sign here, sign here, a hundred times. You say, oh, here's your keys to your house. Oh, thank you. You didn't read one word nobody ever has. That's why I love asking people. If you have a mortgage on your property, who owns your house? Everybody says, the bank. The no, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> The bank doesn't. The bank sold you money at an interest rate. It's your house. Your name's on the deed, not the bank's. The banks are not business to own real estate. It's too much liability for them. And people don't understand that concept alone. But something, but something like, like a land patent, for example, which marries when you sign those papers, it marries the house to the land, which creates your one mortgage, not two, creates one, and you give away the, those rights at that point. But if you file a land patent on your property. Well, good luck foreclosing on it because it was made years and years ago for the farmers so no one, to protect their land so no one can take it from them. <coughs> so things like that are just education that you got to give people and give them information, information, information. You have to build blogs. You have to add social sharing. And obviously using local images is very, very important. But in order to create what I consider to be 
to be a good marketing strategy is to create clear, a clear and honest mission, vision and value guide to your marketing. People, nobody wants to use car salesmen. Just be honest and give them information, share with them education to help them be knowledgeable of all those documents they're signing. Be knowledgeable of all the marketing that's out there, but not just marketing, but be knowledgeable for your client of all the of all the financing that's available. That's extremely important to your client to know the different financing options that they have available, especially when it comes to buying and selling real estate. For sure, for sure. So the the land patent concept is definitely one that I would say almost nobody knows about. Um, some states some states kind of get that encoded into the more modern language, yep. uh, where you can you know it's it's very difficult to be thrown out for like not paying your taxes or whatever. Right, uh, right. But whenever you ask me the question, who owns my house, me or the bank, I say the sheriff. Because yeah, there you I don't go. pay my taxes, the sheriff is the one that's going <laughs> to serve me the papers from the trustee that says, uh, yeah, you guys owe that and we're going to have it. So, Well, uh, that, that, that's what that's another that takes it to my next topic that I speak on all over the world is tax lien certificate investing, which most people don't know about that. Those two words together, tax and lien, are pretty scary words and people run from that. But tax liens have been around in our country for over 300 years since before our constitution. You know, I spoke for Trump University and Trump Institute, whether you like the guy, love the guy, hate the guy, voted for him or not. I spoke for Trump for years on tax liens, and it's been around for a very, very long time. And, and if you learn how to do that, you learn how about property taxes. Not only do you, can you learn how to, how to decrease your property taxes and challenge it at your courthouse, which everyone has the right to do. Because when the market changes, if your real estate, property of your real estate or, or your house goes down, it dips with the market. Well, what happens to our, our property taxes? They remain the same. You have the right to go contest that at any time you want to and, and lower your property tax, which lowers your, your monthly payments there. And, and, and you can even use it, obviously, as an investment tool to invest in taxing certificates for people who don't pay their taxes or walked away from their property, commercial or raw land or residential. And it's a phenomenal investment. We can earn 24, 36% return on your money and in tax liens, if if the homeowner doesn't pay their property taxes by the end of their redemption period, you own the property free and clear. To, obviously, you have to clear all liens uh, in order to transfer real estate, but you own the property. You're in a first lien position by law. You cannot foreclose on the property. That is a low impact investment strategy, isn't it? Is low tax risk. lien investing. It's it's low, it's zero risk because they put a nice return on the money that you're going to get paid back when the landowner does redeem it. Yep. Um, but it's not like I have to go put uh, $50,000 or $100,000 down on a piece mm -hmm. of property for an investment property that basically I'm gambling. And if I win, I might end up with a rental property because I end up having to, to take over the property and, and discharge all the other liens on it. But I got a property, that investment property. And worst case scenario is I get 15% interest or something on. Yeah, you know it's it's really it's really not a gamble at all. You've got your it's it's mandated by the state, backed by the federal government, collateralized by real estate. So when you invest in a tax, first of all, let me take a step back. In the United States of America, half the states are tax lien states, half are tax deed states. There's a few of them that sell tax liens and deeds, like Florida, for example. Uh, they sell tax liens and deeds. However. If you're going to invest in a taxing certificate in a taxing state, you're doing it to get a return on your money 
You're not doing it to own the property. Hey, it's a lottery. If you win it, fantastic. There are ways and strategies in my taxing course on how to do that and get those properties that, that are, are non-homestead properties or, or that fit your, your investment strategy. Um, but if, you're gonna, if you want the property, you invest in tax deed states, and that will help you acquire the property as well. But you can create residual income and get a great return on your money, and there's really uh, not too much risk to it. Uh, you, you have all the information. It's public information about the property itself. The, it, it goes back to the, to the general rule of real estate, good, fair, marketable real estate. Same thing when you buy a taxing certificate or you buy a tax deed. You don't want to buy one collateralized by, by a piece of property 100 miles off the road on top of an Indian bell ground, on top of a toxic waste dump, in the back of some farm field somewhere that you're never going to be able to sell if you have to end up owning the property. Then you're just going to pay property taxes on it. But you, again, the risk goes away when you automatically jump into a first lien position by law ahead of the bank, ahead of the IRS, ahead of any lien holder on that property whatsoever. Yes, it's got to clear liens, but of, of course, we teach uh, my students how to buy taxing certificates or deeds where there are no liens beneath you at all. Interesting stuff. We could probably go on for hours, Dan, but uh, I want to wrap up our, our primary segment here, and then we'll, we'll roll, roll into after hours and, and hit some other topics. But before we go out of this section, I would love for you to tell folks how they're going to It's been great speaking with you today, Dan, learning just scratching the surface though, really. Uh folks should look for Dan at DanEckelman.com as personal site. You need a speaker, you need a mentor, you need a coach. Uh we all can use motivation from time to time. What other social channels can we find you at, Dan? You guys do you use YouTube or uh what's your favorite other ones? Yeah, you know, I'm on, I'm on YouTube, I'm on Facebook, obviously, and we're like I said, we're just getting ready to jump on on, on TikTok there. I'm on LinkedIn, um, pretty heavily on LinkedIn. We use LinkedIn quite a bit uh, for really to create that our database. Excellent. Well, I appreciate very much your time today and learning from you. And uh, I would like to maybe think about doing this again sometime because I know there's there's way way more. Uh, in Dan Eckelman's uh, repertoire, and, and we're just, just starting to scratch the surface today. Love to. All right, now we're going to roll into the after party. So okay. I want to ask you in the after party, is there a topic that we did not get into yet today that's, that's on your heart today? Uh, let's see. Um we covered public speaking, covered tax things a little bit there. You know, I mean, we can talk about sales all day long, but, but, you know, I think that, I think, I think for a lot of people, I think public speaking is really, is really something that we could focus more on. You know, there's, there's a million different ways to market yourself in real estate. Anybody can get on Google and find all those different ways, thousand, thousand ideas a page. However, when it comes to speaking, um, even one-on-one, -on -one, to learn how to deliver a presentation to people when it comes to sales, I think it's pretty important to learn how to do it because it's, it's, a, it's an art and a science. The science is the construction of a speech and delivery of it is the art. And when I teach people how to speak when, and sell, by the time they, their presentation is ready, they don't memorize one word. You can speak to any group, any size, any time, anywhere about any topic without memorizing anything at all. So that's the science of it all. And I really think that that's where I'm going to be focusing on a lot more for the rest of uh, this year 
is, is public speaking because it's amazing how many people out there that want to learn to share their message. Not only to share their message, whether it's sales or it's a service or whatever it would be, or just a, any message, even motivation. They got to learn how to do it though. And it's just like any industry, just like real estate. You got to learn how to do it. So I, you know, I'm really focusing on that, and we're gonna we're gonna be doing a tour city after city after city, in in putting on uh, our classes on how to speak and give a presentation, powerful presentations. Well, that is awesome. Is that something that you could do remote as well as uh, in person, or do you really need to be in person for that? Yep. I'm, you know, I'm hired by Swarovski Crystal, Safe Flight, Buckeye Power, companies all over the world to teach them how to speak and give a presentation to their groups. That's usually a two-day training class, and I like 10 to 20 people in that class and no more than that because I can't give them enough personal attention one-on-one. Anybody has to get up in front of everybody and practice. Otherwise, I'll bring another speaker out with me. If it's more than that, another one of my trainers out with me. Otherwise, if it's virtual, then it's six one-hour sessions with me or one of my trainers. Um, and we can do it in five to six hours, uh, just, just one on uh, one, one five to six hour, one-hour sessions. Uh, other opportunities if, if they can't get to near you uh, or if they're not ready to make the leap to the big time selling from stage, uh, where's where should somebody who's just thinking about it? Uh, start. If you're thinking about it, just go to my website and contact me, and um, um, and, and then we'll we'll get it from there. We'll get either get them to a city, or I'll come out there and teach them, or we can do virtual. And then my other courses, my other site is DaneWealth.com, uh, which is my tax investment course. I see. All right. So uh, tax lien and speaking are your primary educational opportunities for. Yeah, you know, I also speak on options trading. I speak on privately held notes. I speak on factory. I speak on crypto. Um, and then keynote speaking. Um, you know, I own uh, one of the largest speakers bureaus in the world, Special Speakers Bureau International at TerrificSpeakers.com, which is my other website, where I book keynote speakers to speak uh, all over the world, you know, to groups, organizations, corporations, associations worldwide. And 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 that is is an avenue that I can take people to if they want to speak and share their message to come and be represented by our, our company to get them bookings. Very yeah. cool. So I need to ask you one more question. Social audio. Right. Have you been, have you, have you been exposed to social audio? Social like audio? Clubhouse? Yeah. Like clubhouse app or uh, I'm not. breakout app or Twitter spaces. No. I would invite I would invite you to check out the Clubhouse app and hop in. There's there's some folks that I'd love to introduce you to. Shiraco's Sea uh, Rock, as he's affectionately known, um, has a basically a podcast booking uh, agency platform that he's been developing. So okay. I'd love to introduce yeah. you and Sea Rock to see what magic might happen there. Joinclubhouse.com is the is the app is the mobile the, the website for it. Get the Clubhouse app. It's a downloaded from the Apple Store or Android now at this point. And uh, sign up. I'm going right, to yeah, text you my Clubhouse name so we can connect in there. I'm, I'm typically yeah, spending a little time in the morning, in the early mornings. Uh, for me, it's like, I don't know, 5-ish to 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning for me. Voice is actually king. That the best connection opportunity is actually for the door-to-door salesman knocking whenever they have the ability to get belly-to-belly with somebody and have a discussion and 
and you get all the language and stuff like that. But not very far behind that is a social audio app where you can get people in their natural environment sharing their experiences, asking the asking smarter questions than I might ask myself and things like that. So social audio, I think, is is tremendous. Uh, and I found it during COVID. But uh, we should check it out. There's a lot Perfect. of interesting people to go through there. Yep, love to, love to. All right, Dan. Well, thanks again for coming today. I'll see you around yep, the clubhouse. Uh, my handle in clubhouse is Adagio, A-D-A-U-G-E-O. If you're a real estate agent and wants more from your business, we invite you to partner with us and implement proven production strategies with the support of real estate industry titans.